Blog Talk Radio. of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I am your host, Marla Martinson. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. And if you're coming back, I'm so happy to have you. We talk about all things uh, mystical, magical, whether it's relationships, our jobs, our lives. And as a matchmaker, life coach, author, energy healer, and tarot reader. I kind of see how I combine everything there. I'm a Gemini, and so I've got so many interests and hobbies and passions. I know I'm never going to get to all of them before I die. Every single thing I'm interested in, right? There's a ton of stuff. So today we're going to talk about having a mystical entrepreneurial job, Um some of you, as I was, I, I used to work in an office in Beverly Hills for many, many years as a matchmaker, and um, I was an actor for a long time. I, I did some interesting jobs, but boy, that office job, I didn't like having a boss. I didn't like having to come in at a certain time. I didn't like only having two weeks uh, of vacation per year. I didn't like... Um, if I had a doctor's appointment or something, I had to ask, can I come in later? You know, I started to feel like a little, as I, as I got older into my forties, I started getting real feisty. I'm like, this is bullshit. (laughs) And I wanted to, to uh, start my own business. So I did, I went into my own uh, business, started my own matchmaking business, but I always loved that mystical side. And I started adding in, doing readings and energy healing and things. And I, that's, that's my side gig, but my guest today has her um, main gig is a, is a modern day mystic and coach and healer. And I'm very excited to talk to Erica cook today who has uh, 22 guru. Uh, that's her website. Um, so we're going to hear, hear all about that. And I'm just going to bring her on. Hey, Erica. Hey there. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, so share with, uh, with us how you got started in this uh, mystical work. Were, you know, were you always doing this? Or, or were you, did you have a mainstream job before? I'd love to hear your story. Well, ever since I was a kid, I was always attracted to the mystical, but living in the Bible Belt, I really didn't have opportunity to expand on that, (laughs) and so it wasn't until I went through a pretty nasty breakup that I finally hit my breaking point where I was like, okay, I need to figure out what's going on here, and I actually started in self-help. And so I started learning about life and relationship coaching, and then it went into Reiki, 
and then it went into um, positive psychology, and then I went into tarot. And I was like, this is my happy place. This is where I'm meant to be because it's, I've always been one of those people that people just flock to and then tell their whole life story. And I was like, there has to be something to this. <laughs> and so yeah. mixing that with the mystical is just my ultimate happy place. And so it just snowballed from there. Oh, I love it. And how many years ago was this that you really started a business with it? Uh, I officially started in 2000, it was like late 2015, early 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I started But it really picked up after my... COVID. Oh, yeah. So people really needed uh, guidance and they were home and all of that. So mm-hmm. you were able to, um, yeah. And so when you started, did you immediately, put, how did you get yourself out there? Um, to get readings and stuff, what did you do? When I first started, I was uh, trying to get business on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm not very good at social media. Put me in front of people to talk about something, no problem. (laughs) But get me to Mm -hmm. to market on social media, I'm not not savvy with that. And so I I was struggling. And I finally hit a point and I was like, okay, universe, you've got to work with me. And I started doing some visualization techniques and I was like, I need you to bring me a platform to where I can reach the most people and help the most people if this is what I'm meant to do. And I didn't know anything about TikTok and all all of a sudden Mm -hmm. my kids started talking about TikTok. And so I got on there to find Mm. out what they were doing and that's where my life completely turned around because I hit uh, the algorithm gained about 10,000 followers overnight, and it just built from there. And I was like, okay, here's where I'm supposed to be. And so my business doubled, and it's been doubling every year. I, that is amazing. Yeah, when we spoke uh, the other day, you were telling me that about TikTok, and now I'm following you. What's your handle on there so people can go check you out? It is at 22Guru. So you spell out 20 and then the number two, and then guru, G-U-R-U. Yeah, and um, so I got, now I've just got on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, which I'm loving, and, and, you know, that brings me some business, but I'm now, I thought, okay, I'm going to do the TikTok thing, and I, and I do like it. It's, it's, it's really fun, and I notice in your TikTok videos, a lot of them talk about um, how some other, because not all reader, tarot readers are, um, you know, well, you talk about the pitfalls, let's say, when you're looking for a reader. And, and what is your advice mm-hmm. to people? Because I was, ta- I was talking to a woman yesterday, actually, a new coaching client. And she had spent, oh, I was mortified. Um, up until about from about 2010 to 2019 or 20, she had been going through a lot of emotional turmoil. And she turned to spiritual healers, readers, that told her she had a curse on her and that they were working night and day to remove it, but she needed to spend thousands of dollars. And I was like, and she goes, I know, I know I messed up. I did it, but I just was, you know, desperate. And, and so I, you know, the integrity, keeping the integrity is so important and I just get so, and now on Instagram I have, I was kind of, I don't know if it's hacked or duplicated. And most readers have this happen where people will start contacting our 
mm-hmm. followers and then email and then uh, saying, "Oh, but hello, beloved. I want to give you a reading." <laughs> and, da, da, da. and one of them fought, and one of the women fell for it. I felt terrible. She gave them $220 and then she contacted me and said, was this you? And I'm like, no. And I, oh, and, uh, no. She's, well, it was my own. Yeah. So one, but talk a little bit about, about that and the integrity and cause you do talk about that a lot and what you should look for in a good reader. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, I've had the same thing. I've had clients come to me where they've spent hundreds and thousands of dollars with these people that claim that, yeah, they've got a curse on them or somebody's doing black magic on them or they're just, you know, milking them for money. And because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great thing that tarot is and spirituality is no longer like taboo, right? That's a great thing. However, yeah. now you have all the charlatans coming out, putting a deck in their hand, saying they're a tarot reader. I went through a full mm-hmm. apprenticeship. My mentor would would jump on me if she saw me doing anything shady, but obviously I would never in the first place. But for me, right. I speak out about it because people don't know better. And I actually had somebody yeah. duplicate my Instagram account last night. I've had that happen many times. There's over... Yeah. probably 30-something profiles on TikTok pretending to be me. And so mm. I have to go through methods to put on my videos, what my only at is and whatnot. But the reason why I speak out so much on my page about what to look for is because there are many people out there that are just, you know, assigning different meanings to the cards, telling the people what they want to hear in order to get business, really – messing with people's psyche that's what drives me crazy people are desperate and they're in a vulnerable vulnerable place and others are taking advantage of that and i can't stand that i've always been protective of my family my friends my followers Mm -hmm. my clients i'm just that's just who i am and so when i see people getting taken advantage of it makes my blood boil and so i feel like the best way for me to combat that is to not call out the fake readers, but to educate the viewers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, so as far as, so it, it, I mean, it sounds like that TikTok was really the, the thing for you and that's driving people to your website and booking readings. And um, you also do uh, coaching. So what kind of coaching do you do? I have a group coaching platform, which we call The Tribe. It's where uh, anybody can join in and they can go through all my modules. We have a group chat. Uh, We do group events, like next Tuesday we have our group coaching. Um, But I also do what I call power coaching. That's my one-on-one coaching where I take my client through a whole self-reinvention because it's not really that they're reinventing themselves. I'm reminding them who they are. They're taking their power Mm -hmm. back. They're learning who they are on a soul level, not who they were told they are, you know, on this human level by society. (laughs) And so it's really giving people the opportunity. I call it taking your cup back because my analogy that I love to use with my clients is you've been giving your cup away your entire life to other people to fill And all they're doing is they're leaving it somewhere, they're breaking it, they're emptying it to fill their own cup, and you're left depleted. And so now it's time to take that cup back, 
learn how to feel it yourself, and then you can share it with other people. You're not reliant on the people around you to fill your cup because you're doing that yourself. Absolutely. I have a reinvention coaching program as well, and it, and it brings that back. I find that many women, especially over a certain age, it's like this generational thing where we feel like we have to run ourselves ragged and take care of everyone else, and we're afraid to speak up for what we want or we feel we're selfish. Yeah. If, if we, um, you know, take time, put ourselves at the center of our lives. Uh, so I love that. And in your coaching, do you do any energy work in there or any readings? Do you mix that in there with it? Yes, I, I give my clients a monthly check-in reading so we can see, you know, the path that they're mm. on and what needs to be tweaked. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at every wow. aspect of their life. We look at their childhood. We look at their family. Yeah. We look at everything. If they need a Reiki session, I'm happy to provide that. They get a private one-on-one chat area with me so they can check in throughout the week because I don't like to just like give them one session a month and then they're on their own (laughs) you know Mm because life doesn't mm -hmm. happen once a month (laughs) right so if they feel stuck or they're going through an obstacle they can reach out to me and get that advice get that encouragement because I I wanted to provide them something that I needed when I was going through my awakening and going through my Mm -hmm. tough time so yeah Mm. and I feel like most of the people that come to me are around that 40 plus age because I feel like we go through a major life shift at the age of 40. Yeah. And it's not just psychologically, but also energetically. And so we finally start to wake up. We're like, wait a minute, this is not, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, well let's break it down and let's rebuild it the way you want it. And especially, uh, women, we tend to have the same patterns in relationships, picking the same kind of men, either the the unavailable men or the narcissistic type. That's a big word these days. Everybody's a narcissist, you know, everybody's breaking up from a narcissist (laughs) or dealing with a narcissist. And and most of the readings I'm sure you get, as well as what I get, are about love. Um, And I think it's great that the women – so what I always tell them is, um, okay, let me ask you how you handle this because I also want a couple of psychic hotlines and um, the most frustrating questions for me, which I probably will be putting it on my profile now that I just don't do this is they want to know when this, uh, what is this person thinking about? Now you may answer these, you know, you may not do this, but I, it's, I have trouble with it. Is he thinking about me? What is he, does he like me? When is he going to call? Is he going to, am I going to see him again? Um, I, that's more, it's more like into fortune telling. Like I just can't predict if somebody's going to call. What do you say about mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? What do you, how do you handle that one? What, what I find, honestly, in my readings, I do what's called a soul of the connection spread. And it allows me, because, you know, I don't like tapping into somebody else's energy without permission. But with the soul of yeah. the connection spread, we can look at the energy of the connection. What, you know, what mm. they put towards the, my client in regards to the connection, anything further, I'm like, no, we don't do that. And so what I yeah. always find, or most of the time, find in my readings, whether it be the soul of the connection spread or if we do just a Celtic cross, it tells them that, hey, you need to focus on you. You're in codependency mm-hmm. right now. This is an opportunity 
for you to show yourself love, to show yourself respect, to stand in your power. Because it, regardless of if you feel this person is your one true love or not, you're not together right now for a reason. And the reason is mm-hmm. you've got stuff to work on. And so the, I always say the cards don't lie, people do. And so when I get mm. a reading, I'm like, this is what you needed to hear first and foremost. It doesn't matter if they're going to call or not. Um, that's their decision. Right now all you can control is what you're doing, and the cards are telling you that there's some healing, there's some things that need to be addressed here. And once you get to this point where you're, you know, I like to say in the Nine of Pentacles, I love her, she's my favorite card. Um, mm. But it's like when you're in that place of, independence and security Mm -hmm. within yourself, then you don't worry about these things. Right. Because if, if he wanted to call, if he was interested, he'd be calling. (laughs) He can't be that crazy about, you know, disappeared. I've even had women say, Oh, my ex is over at, you know, living with somebody else now. And I want to know what's going on over there. I want to know if they're going to break up and is he going to come back to me? And and I just want to tear my hair out. Because, yeah. And it's like, well, why do you want him? He abused you. He left. He's with somebody else. But you're still wanting to know when he's coming back. So it's we don't even need the cards to tell tell them, look, you've got to do some deep work on yourself. And I think our exactly. society, we want a quick fix. We want somebody to tell tell us what's going to happen, and we want to hear our outcome. It's everything. Well, that, and what I give right? what I figured yeah. out from from clients is that they psychologically, this is my own perception, is psychologically people want someone to make a major shift in their life for them. Yeah. You know, they want that fulfillment that, oh, wow, they completely changed for me. Instead of mm-hmm. them changing themselves and standing in their own power, they're looking outwardly for someone to make that radical change to come and fulfill them. And it doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah, that is the thing. We've got to do that work. And it's sometimes, um, but with, for me, I had to do so much work on myself. I kept picking the yeah, same me too. Um, verbally abusive people. Yeah. And I even did many plant medicine journeys with, with uh, psilocybin, you know, mushrooms with a shaman and, and did a lot of that. And I'm doing another one soon and clearing out, we got to clear out the patterns and pain and past lives and why we, you know, it's very painful to, to clear it. But uh, I don't think I've met a woman who hasn't had a pick the wrong person or has a pattern or um, anything like that. What about you? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I, I think I, relate to them so well because I married the same person twice thinking that I was going to break mm-hmm. a pattern, but I was actually repeating the pattern. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, you know, I always joked that I had to learn the hard way. You know, I, I love to beat my head against the wall, but yeah, I had to do the same thing, which is why I can empathize with these women. But then it's like when they, yeah, but me, it gets frustrating. And I, I have to tell them if mm-hmm. you're going to, yeah, but me, then, we can't go any further. But if you want to work through this, then let's do it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you said you married the same guy twice, was that the same type of guy or literally the same guy? Literally the same guy. Twice. Oh, you yeah. got divorced and then you guys got remarried. Yeah, because we had made a pact when we first got together that we weren't going to repeat the cycles that our parents did. 
And we wound up repeating just that because we didn't do any healing. We didn't know anything about that. We were young. We were in our our 20s. And, yeah, yeah, it became a really, really toxic situation. And we divorced. And then he went through counseling and whatnot. And we thought we could make it work. And it just was not meant to be. So. Right. Yeah. Well, he has, and the, and the women have to realize the men are on their own path too. And they've, they've got to yeah. go heal. A lot of them don't, don't want to. Um, I married, I've been married three times and I married the same uh, guy, but in a different pants. So it was a <laughs> just the same type of guy, the same <laughs> pattern, you know, the same, and, and uh, not that they're bad people, but it was not, you know, I, I had to, well, I guess, you know, I look, I've looked back in my past and see to look at where I set that up for myself, where I would just allow people to, and not only the men I was with, but people, bosses, friends, people, I'd just let them yell at me. Yep. And then sometimes even go back to be friends with them after they treated me like crap or kept standing me up. And I, well, now I've become a boundary coach. So, you know, I, I take people through this and it really changes lives because I found boundaries are just the game changer. And, and I will just give everybody a tip if you're thinking boundaries, you know, um, boundaries are not about the other person holding, you know, you saying, well, don't do this. It's not about them not doing something that you, you, they're, um, of course they're going to cross your boundary because it's not their, your, it's not their boundary. So it's you, it's up to you to uphold your boundary, what you will not accept, what you will not tolerate and what you want in your life. So um, it's been, that's been a real game changer for me are those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people the only person you can 100% trust is yourself and you have to trust yourself to do the right thing if somebody crosses the boundary. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell me a little bit more about your spiritual awakening when that was happening. Were you, did you, now for me, I be, you do Reiki. So when I got attuned to Reiki, that really kind of open it opens up uh, into uh, psychic um, channels for some people. And that's when I started to be able to connect with my spirit guides and angels. I could channel them through automatic writing and uh, started feeling and hearing some and that started the whole thing kind of rolling, I think, that, that energy work. Uh, what was it for you and what kind of um, psychic, other psychic um, abilities do you have? Do you do any channeling or mediumship or anything other than tarot? Well, I've always felt energy ever since I was a little kid, and it used to scare me, so I would block it off. And mm-hmm. um, the first time that anything significant ever happened to me was uh, I had a visitation from a cousin. He's a a step cousin of mine. He unfortunately ended his life early. And that night he showed up to me and that was the first experience that was, I don't want to say forced on me, but it just happened. You know, I was like, Whoa. (laughs) And he Mm. gave me a message to give my aunt and uncle. And I was like, I can't do that. You know, it's like, this literally just happened. And I didn't want them to think I was crazy or whatever. And so we wound up being at his funeral and it just, you know, when you have a message you have to give, it won't leave you alone. It feels like you're being pushed and pushed and pushed. And so finally in my own mind, I was like, okay, fine. So I told my aunt about it and she said, Oh my God, I had the same exact visitation. And we talked about what he was wearing and everything. And I was like, Whoa. (laughs) 
And so it started to open me up more. And this was in, I think it was 2013. Um, But I've always been one where I can, I can just sense people and I get a good read on them. And um, I don't know, like I'm really good with numbers too. And so anyways, it just really started to open up then. My children have abilities as well. My youngest son, um, he used to visit with his spirit guide when he was little bitty. And I thought it was him talking to himself and singing himself to sleep at night because the kid talked nonstop. (laughs) And so I was like, gosh, Mm -hmm. he even talked himself to (laughs) sleep. But I visited a psychic and she told me, she's like, your son is visiting with a spirit guide. She said, his name is Jacob. And you can ask him. And I still to this day have a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm like, you have to like yeah. really show me, even though I do this all day, every day. And I asked yeah. him, he was maybe three years old. I said, I said, who's Jacob? And he looked at me and he goes, how do you know him? And I oh. about fell out on the floor. And I said, well, who is he? He said, he's my friend. He comes to me at night and talks to me. And he's had a portal in his room before, which was confirmed. I mean, all kinds of things. My oldest son has seen uh, people that have crossed over. And so it's become our magical life. And so I have all the clairs. I can smell things. Mm -hmm. I can hear things. I know things. I can sense them. I can taste everything. Like I've heard an angel in my ear tell me to rest one time when I was really sick. I was praying please heal my body, please Mm -hmm. heal my body, because I was so ill. And it was this loud, Mm -hmm. booming voice in my right ear, and it just said, rest. And I was like, Mm. okay. And the next morning, fever had broke. I felt so much better. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it's just our magical life. And so I don't channel per se. Um, I do mediumship every now and then. I'm working on honing that to be able to turn it on and off, to be able to do mediumship readings, but I can't control it yet. They just kind of barge in whenever they have something to say. (laughs) Same with me. I'm working on honing mine. I'm studying it with uh, James von Prague and his um, class, you know, online mystical school of arts, you know, that, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll come in too, during a reading, somebody will come in and say, Oh, who's this? Or, you know, tune, or they'll ask me or say, my mother died. I'd love to connect. And so I'll try to connect and I'll usually get some info, but not enough for like a 15 minute nonstop or half an hour reading or anything. Yeah. It's just a few, a few things, but, but at least it's kind of evidential and they, they, they feel good because they know, Oh yeah, that was, that was that, that person. So I, I love that. Um, now, does your son still talk to Jacob? Is he still aware of Jacob? Or did that go away? Because sometimes when kids are young, they see these things and then it kind of fades out or something. He he went from seeing him as a full life form to seeing him ha- as a um, a red orb. So whenever he mm. had the portal in his room, we had moved to a different house and um she told me, she's like, your son has a portal in his room. We need to close it because just energies are just coming in and out. And for mm-hmm. me, my healthy dose of skepticism, I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we did this little ritual and I had to stomp and clap and whatever. And then he didn't, he didn't know anything about it. He never said anything to me, it, nothing. And it was a couple, few years later, I was telling somebody about it. And he looks at me and he goes, that's where it went. And I was like, What? <laughs> And he goes, yeah, there was a light in my room in the corner. And he goes, but it didn't emit light. It was just light. 
stuck my arm in it. It just, I don't know. He goes, but he said, I would see Jacob's orb come in and out of there. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. um, now he'll see, I don't know if he sees his orb anymore, but he sees like, you know, the the shadow figures and stuff like that. Not anything negative, but, you know, he'll see entities every Mm -hmm. now and then around us in the household and, and whatnot. How old is he now? He will be 15 on Sunday. Uh-huh. And do either of your uh, kids want to go into the mystical arts at all or magical arts for any kind of work or incorporate that or, you know? Um, he, him, not so much. He's my little Aquarius. So even though he yeah. experiences all this stuff, he still's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They still yeah. think it's yeah. cool, though, that this is our magical life. My oldest is, right. um, he's really creative. He's into photography. He's starting his own photography mm-hmm. business. Um, so they're not really into the mystical stuff. Um, they're interested in that area, but not like to do it as a business or to like really dive into it like I have. But they tell everybody, right. yeah, my mom reads tarot and does all this other stuff. She's popular on TikTok, and they think it's cool, which oh. I love. But <laughs> And what about the rest of your family, your parents or, you know, friends, because you were in the Bible Belt? I mean, have you always been in Texas? Is that considered the Bible Belt where you are kind of the yeah. area? Yeah. yeah, I grew up in, in Texas. My mom... Uh, my mom thinks it's cool. She's my my family are Christians. Um, I'm not, mm-hmm. um, but my mm-hmm. mom thinks it's cool. She's kind of opened her um, awareness more now, which mm-hmm. I think is great. Um, my dad mm-hmm. has abilities, and so mm-hmm. he and I would always connect on the whole magical thing. Um, he doesn't yeah. do anything with it, but he does have abilities. Um, but yeah, the rest of my family is more Christian based, so they're like they accept it, but it's not really something that they really get into. Some of them it scares them just because, you know, the the fear mongering on their religious side. Um, but right. I mean, they still accept me, so that's all I care mm-hmm. about. <laughs> that's right, absolutely, yeah. And um, you know, I I have you done. Uh, Astral travel, you know, go out of the body. Um, for me, it's like a spontaneous thing that's happened since I was a kid. I can't control it, but sometimes I'll feel my body start buzzing and then my I lift out and I'm out there on the astral and that's where I'll see beings, you know. Does that happen to you at all? Um, I've done it more so in, in the dream state where I've shocked myself. Yeah. Uh, one time I was lifting up away from the planet and I scared myself and I you know, it sucked myself back into my body. Um, I've yeah. had instances like that. Um, I've been in meditation to where I feel like I literally just went into a whole different room. Like it was, it's been so mm. real. Like I just walked into a room. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. My son, my oldest son has ac- accidentally astral traveled. <laughs> um, yeah. But he wants to try to do it more. Um so, yeah, I mean, just you know, most that, of things by accident. <laughs> yeah, you know that feeling, does this ever happen to you? You'll be sleeping or you're kind of in that state, you know, twilight state, and you feel like you tripped, like you're laying there and it yeah. feels like you fell or tripped. Yeah, I think that's yeah. coming back into our body or something. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And then what ha- What the thing that's always happened to me as well in my life is, is a sleep paralysis. And sometimes I'll wake up in my bed and I'm 
paralyzed and I could feel there's the recently I felt something, an entity coming in my bed, the, the, the blankets were moving, you know, it was coming in oh, and wow. then it grabbed my hands. Yeah. It grabbed my hands and, and they'll hold me down and, and, um, and then I'll start calling for Archangel Michael and all this, but I was talking to a, a my shaman channels, uh, a spirit guide. And uh, I was talking to that spirit guide in a message circle and I told him about it. He knows me very well for years. He's been working with me and the spirit guy said to me, he says, um, yeah, how do you know that's not your that's not your spirit guide doing that? Your spirit guides, your guides, instead of something scary or negative. And he says your spirit mm-hmm. guides will, just like a, a a karate teacher, they'll spar with you. They they want it. They're trying to get your attention, and so they'll do something to get your attention. They're trying to wake you up, you know, to to your more to your yeah, ability. Yeah, interesting. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that makes sense because they never hurt me. They just. Um, you know, get my attention by, you know, holding me. So holding me down. So I, I, I think that's, that's what it is now. So yeah. Kind of so, I mean, it's, I don't blame you yeah. for being a little scary. Cause that would scare me too. I don't think I've ever had the, the sleep paralysis. I sleep with uh, a couple of nightlights in my room uh, just to keep mm-hmm. everything at bay. Uh, because yeah. whenever I don't, weird things happen and I like to be able to sleep. <laughs> and so I, I have a couple with my of salt, salt lamp on. Yeah, yeah, I have a salt lamp that I've been having on that, you know, and stuff. So it's pretty cool. So um, what would you suggest? I know a lot of people want to learn tarot. Now, do you teach that? Cause it's, it's pretty daunting. I mean, if you, if you're busy and there's all those cards to learn and um, what would you suggest for somebody who wants to dip their toe in and start learning? Well, I absolutely suggest doing an apprenticeship one way or another. I do teach tarot. Uh, We actually have a class Mm -hmm. starting on February 7th. It is a 12-week live class. So we meet once a week. It's Mm -hmm. about an hour to two-hour class, and we go through 12 weeks. And I take them from extreme beginner, like you just got your deck, how to cleanse it, how to bless it, connect with it, we go through everything. Mm-hmm. We go through colors, mm. symbology, angelology, numerology, mm-hmm. uh, zodiac signs, the planets. I mean, we go through all that before we even get into learning the cards. Mm. Then we start mm. with the major okay. arcana, and then we go through all the suits. And then I teach them how yeah. to actually read uh, some tarot spreads. And they get a private group chat uh, through my website to where we can all connect they can ask questions they can practice with each other and they get to stay in that chat for life as long as they want to just to you know to have that community so yeah it is very daunting it's it's learning a whole new language right yeah but uh well that's a lot you're packing a lot in there in 12 weeks that's fantastic that's exciting it is a lot (laughs) but it's it's amazing because (laughs) Not only are they learning to read tarot, but their their abilities, their natural abilities are naturally opening throughout that process, right. and they're learning a lot yeah. about themselves. And so it's not everybody oh, okay. wants to read tarot as a business. They want to learn yeah. about themselves, and you can very well do that through learning tarot. Yeah, it's a great tool to have or even to read for yourself or your friends. You know, it's it's. It's great. Although I find it a little difficult to read for myself sometimes, but yeah, but uh, you know, but it's it's fun. Well, th- 
Thank you, Erica, so much for joining me today on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast. And everybody go to um, Erica's link. is She's linked up at, back at the show notes. And it's 22, the number two, dot guru. Uh, is it dot guru? 22.guru. Dot guru dot com. Yep. And go check it out. No, no, and, no dot com. Uh, no. No, just 22.guru. Yeah, that's what I've got linked up. Okay, 22.guru. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Erica. And um, thank you so have a much. Beautiful day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, marlamartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.